as I mentioned before, the the news break um, that I'm tracking this election that's going to happen today to see who the new leader, uh, chairperson of the Republican National Committee will be. And the current lady, who's Mitt Romney's niece, you know, I, I'm sorry, poor Mitt Romney. I, mean, I was so for Mitt Romney because I thought he was a good guy. And I, you know, the one person told me when he was running, "You don't know the real Mitt Romney." And I thought, "Okay, are you a dumb?" It was a Republican, and he said, "Mitt Romney's not who you think he is." And I, I, no, I didn't buy it. I just thought it was, you know, the normal sour grapes people trashing a candidate. He's really been a disappointment in the Senate. I just can't even believe it's the same guy who ran for president. Um, So which one is the real Mitt Romney? But anyway, I don't know how you lead today's Republican Party with a family connection to Mitt Romney, especially after the failures. You know, it's one thing. Remember, Jim Gilmore was chair of the RNC, our governor. Uh, And that was a big thing. Like, oh, can you be governor and also chair of the RNC? So, of course, they beat the hell out of him. And then... George Bush had become president, and as usual, the Republicans lost a lot of seats. And I was furious with George Bush because I was like, what a cheap shot. You put this guy in. You know you're going to lose some seats. It's a tough time for Republicans, and you blame Jim Gilmore for it. So Jim Gilmore didn't stay as RNC chair. I really resented that from George W. Bush, to be honest with you. But come on. How many losses do you get before you make a change? But I'm not sure that going with the My Pillow guy, as much as I kind of like Mike Lindell, is does he have you know, the mindset to take the party to the next level? Or is it this Harmeet Dillon lady who seems like she's kind of got her act together and has some new ideas? I don't know. If I had to cast a vote, I think I'd go with Harmeet Dillon. But this, I guess they make that decision today. You know, former Virginia Governor George Allen, a former U.S. Senator George Allen, has been in these meetings over the years when these decisions were being made. When I worked for George Allen, you were head of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and you had an amazing year with 55 Senate seats. I'll never forget that. That was um, a glory <laughs> that to was America. a great year. You pulled it off. Do you have a, um, a horse in this race? Do you care what happens or an opinion or no, no. Yeah, you gave all the opinions anybody needs on it. I think what matters most, <laughs> mm-hmm. to be on, honestly, John, good to be with you. Good morning yes, to all the folks listening on WRVA. Uh, here's what matters most and why we were able to get 55 Republicans uh, elected is most important is the quality of the candidate. Does that candidate have you know a proven record of getting elected? Or is he or she a good person? To, to motivate and inspire people with constructive, positive ideas that uh, reflect the values and concerns of the people in their states. And Lisa Murkowski in Alaska was different than Jim DeMint in yeah. South Carolina, who was different than John Thune running in, in South Dakota and, and Coburn running in Oklahoma and uh, Mel Martinez winning in Florida. So uh, the most important thing is, is recruiting good people uh, who can win, and uh, that, that and whoever's running the party apparatus is is relatively important in a in a supportive role. Uh, however, what matters most is who's nominated, obviously in twenty twenty four for president, and and then the various congressional and senate seats. It does seem like maybe 
the Republican Party is losing its edge against the Democrats on the get out the vote campaign? Because, you know, a lot of our yeah. guys don't want to vote early. And yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think we got a lot of work to do as, as uh, Republicans. Uh, you can grouse and, and mew all you want about uh, early voting. Well, it's the law. It's the way it's being done. Figure out ways to, to utilize it to our advantage. One of the things that happens is with absentee voting that became so prevalent during all the paranoia of, of the pandemic uh, is that the, once you vote absentee, thereafter you get sent absentee ballots. Yeah. And so the Democrats have that advantage. Now, I tell Republicans, all right, you, you complain about them rounding up votes and so forth. And, and yeah, I understand all that. Well, Go to gun shows, NRA meetings, there's mm-hmm. evangelical churches, mm-hmm. there's places that have a propensity of, of getting uh, Republican or conservative voters out. And so uh, those are the rules. Utilize the rules, uh, obviously, ethically, with integrity, mm-hmm. and, and try to get our, uh, out our vote as well. Yeah. Got to adjust to the new reality. even if Exactly. Like yeah. Yep. Hey, you know why I thought of you the other day? We had Jason Miaris, the attorney general, on, and you were a law and order governor. You stopped the crime spree across Virginia when you abolished parole, and, of course, the Democrats hated. Yeah, they said you were mean to people and nasty. You didn't care about <laughs> families being divided. Parole was important, but your plan stopped the crime spree. Right. And so I wondered if you had a reaction to uh, Attorney General Miars's parole board report yesterday after all the time you spent on this issue when you were governor and in the General Assembly and in Congress. Well, the point is truth and sentencing matters. So when, when somebody's sentenced to 10 years for rape, they're going to be serving close to 10 years rather than what they were serving, which was about three years. And uh, three out of four violent crimes are committed by repeat offenders. And so violent felons are serving the time the judges, or in those days, juries sentenced them to, they're behind bars. They're not lurking in a parking garage. Jason Yars is doing a great job as attorney general. This is a very thorough report. Um, and I, it shows how many times this uh, chair of the parole board under Governor Northam violated state law with illegal actions. Uh, Are you surprised and, you know, by that? I just can't believe they did it and even thought it was well, okay. They, yeah, they released over 130, and these are, these are not people who are convicted of, of shoplifting. These are these are violent felons. And they, you know, so many of them were capital murder or first yeah. degree murder, um, and, eight, and, it, and by state law, you're to notify the victims. You're supposed to notify the local prosecutor, the Commonwealth attorney. Eighty-three times they failed to vic- uh, notify the, the victims' families, and 66 times. Uh, the Commonwealth attorneys, they, gosh, she, she even violated court orders eight mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the Mart, this uh, cop killer Martin, uh, who was released, is just just egregious. That person uh, is lucky he didn't get the death penalty no and was a repeat offender. And to release him, it, it's just it's inconceivable. And, and really, it really uh, shows or evinces this criminal's first victims last approach where they you know they let criminals loose and and completely disregard victims and from the result of this there were at least 10 people who were victimized by these who were released and then there were uh, i think he jason miari's found there were 15 
new violent felonies committed by these people released. So that just reminds you of the, the, the battle days of, of uh, releasing violent felons. And uh, thank goodness uh, Jason Mears, as Attorney General and Governor Yunkin, are, are getting back uh, to trying to, to be supportive of law enforcement mm-hmm. and making sure communities and neighborhoods are safe rather than this revolving door and a criminal apologist approach where they, oh, it's a poor criminal. He, he was bottle fed or he had I traumatic know. potty training as a child. No, there's an objective difference between rot and wrong. And uh, the people of Virginia expect the two key responsibilities of state government are law enforcement and education. And you pay for it, of course, with a, a vibrant economy where people are working and right. uh, earning money and paying taxes. You know, whenever you come on the show, uh, and I heard you speak in person for those three years when, when I worked for you in the Senate, so I, I have a, a, a personal connection to the rhetoric you use and the belief system that you operate under. <laughs> And I thought of you when Tim Kaine announced he's running and all the Republicans started thinking, who are we going to run against this? I, I mean, is that even on your radar? I would think you'd want to try that again. And the Senate was just, I mean, it would grind you down. But <laughs> the, Senate, the Senate, John, I think you were with me and had to clean up so many of my statements. But one of them, they said, what was the Senate like compared to being governor? I said, I said the Senate moves at the pace of a wounded sea slug. And so I, I, I'll support someone else to okay. run for the U.S. Senate. I'm, I'm right now trying to support good people like Jason Mears, Governor Yunkin, yeah. the things that they're doing here and liberating Virginia from all those lockdowns and restrictions. And and I'm going into things I've been I used to always say, and it's actually happening now, I think, is that, uh, you know, talking about high academic standards and mm-hmm. Governor Yunkin's crew is trying to put in uh, restoring history and civic standards. And one thing I'd always say is, you know, kids graduating from, from high school at least ought to be able to pass, at a minimum, yeah. the immigration and naturalization test that, you know, new citizens have to learn. And I've, I've uh, related that to, to Jason Mears, and he put that as part of his uh, legislative and Jason, of course, is perfect, uh, you know, to advocate for that. And I see that they may be story. getting that through. That yeah. at just a minimum, they ought to know what what uh, new citizens know about the United States. Well, that's and, uh, the common sense so that you used to that you used to talk yeah. about all the time. And it's, I mean, it's evaporated from the public square. Hey, I don't want to run out of time uh, because Richmonders who loved you when you were governor, loved you when you were senator. You're coming back to Richmond on February 9th to St. John's Church. What's that? Yeah, to historic St. John's Church. Uh, they asked me to come, and they have a, a speaker series. I guess they have quarterly speakers, and it'll be the week of the Super Bowl. It'll be Thursday evening, oh, 7 boy. o'clock at historic St. <laughs> John's Church. And you can get tickets there at uh, www.historicstjohnschurch.org. And it'd be great to See you and and all your listeners there. If you can fiddle them all into the the pulpits there, I'm going to talk about the competition between the laboratories of innovation and the laboratories of democracy, meaning the states. Well, you still got a lot of fans here, and I'm going to put it on my calendar right now. I'm looking at the website, historicstjohnschurch.org. George Allen speaking here in Richmond on February 9th prior to the Super Bowl. And then I can't let you get away without giving us your picks for the the games this weekend. we got the Bengals versus the Chiefs and the 49ers versus the Eagles. What you thinking? Yeah, good games. I think they're both going to be close games. I think that uh, Philadelphia, and I uh, will 
has a home field advantage. I think they have a better quarterback. And I'll pick Philadelphia to win about 23-21. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's hard to say that. That's the kind of thing I used to have to try to clean up, remember? I <laughs> uh, know. Yeah, filthy talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City. I mean, these are both really good teams, really right. good quarterbacks. But but the, the the Bengals have beaten them three straight times, and I think Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, uh, he's he's going to be gimpy if he can play. And so I'm going to pick pick Cincinnati to win, say, 24-23. I think they'll both be really good games. Awesome. Well, listen, we'll talk to you again before the 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 Super Bowl and get your picks. Then see who's injured, and who's playing, and who looks good. And George Allen, former governor of Virginia, I appreciate it whenever we get to talk to you, and I hope I'll see you on February 9th at St. John's Church. Thank you. Sounds great, John, and you always look good and certainly always sound good. I appreciate it. (laughs)